0: Hello everyone and welcome back to season two of our podcast, Muddling Muddling Through with Charlotte and Antonia. Thank you so much for all your support in season one and we are super excited to be back with hopefully a really good season two for you guys. Hope you've all been good, it's July, it's now really getting into the summer months, it's been a glorious week of weather here hasn't it?
1: Glorious, we have been getting our suntan on.
0: Uh, no, I'm sorry. You have been getting your suntan on. I still look like a milk bottle. Honestly, every time I see Antonia, she is like one shade darker. And I'm like, how on earth is this happening?
1: I've actually lost a lot of it. I now have a job. Okay, I have a job over the summer, um, which is full time um, during the day. So my tan has been fading. Um, mm. I'm answering calls. I get... 14 calls in an eight-hour shift so it's been it's been good it's been lit it's been busy it's been so great okay so unfortunately i have been losing my tan
0: uh, a lot of time indoors unfortunately yeah. for you but you know that's what happens when you work from home or you work in an office so hey ho to that but yes we hope you guys have all been having a lovely summer so far we wanted to give you a little update about what we've been up to you know we actually took a little cheeky trip to Aran, which was absolutely, again, glorious. Honestly, I just feel like Scotland in the sun, there actually sometimes is no better place. I know,
1: it was so nice, as if we haven't posted about Aaron enough already though. <laughs> like, I've done about four posts on my personal account and then like yeah. many on the monthly Through account too, but there we are. It was beautiful, so if you've not been then you should definitely go. Yeah,
0: definitely. We went kayaking, we went swimming, went to a nice gin bar, we had a lovely time. Um, I went on a little trip around Scotland with my boyfriend afterwards which was absolutely lovely and basically we've just eaten loads of food and drank loads of wine and it's been a good time. I'm at Antonia's house this evening for some podcast recording and she just cooked up an absolute storm, oh my god.
1: stop it!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No honestly guys it was absolutely delicious, it was a big tapas meal and we literally had all the time, means like so many leftovers, but it was absolutely unbelievable, so thank you very much for that. You're
1: so (laughs) welcome, girl.
0: But yeah, so back on track, today we will be muddling through sexual harassment, um, obviously we wanted to give a wee trigger warning here because we might discuss some things you guys might find a bit distressing or not want to hear so if that is you then please feel free to go and listen to one of our lighter episodes like our podcast where we basically just discuss cheese and <laughs> um, yeah we have literally a whole episode on like food and a whole episode of like nostalgia this one might not be for you but hopefully you can enjoy something else so do you want to tell us a wee bit about what we might discuss today
1: Yes, so we wanted to reflect on a few of our stories and some of our friends' stories that they've shared with us for this podcast um, and general sexual harassment in society. We have been wanting to do a podcast on this topic for a while um, but we weren't really sure when the right time was and then we got into a big conversation about it with our friends we were away actually and it just really kind of hit home just how regularly women are subjected to sexual harassment and how many different forms it comes in. And we were kind of just all sharing stories and the boys were sharing stories as well as to how they've like witnessed people they know and um, sexually harassing people and how they don't know how to deal with it and how we don't know how to deal with it So we just kind of wanted to bring a bit of light to the situation and hope that we can also give some ways to help reduce sexual harassment in society and also combat any myths around the subject Um. so Just in case anybody doesn't know what the definition of sexual harassment is, sexual harassment is unwanted behaviour of a sexual nature which violates your dignity, makes you feel intimidated, degraded or humiliated and creates a hostile or offensive environment. And based on this um, definition, 97% of women have been sexually harassed in their lifetime. So basically everybody.
0: Yeah, I remember that statistic actually circulating around Instagram a lot when uh, Sarah Everard was killed. And... I was like that's actually crazy because obviously I knew that we both experienced it to some extent but I didn't realize it would be that many people and I was like oh my god this is fucked.
1: Is that after something like that happens and people come out and they speak out and you kind of find out a lot more about what people go through. So we wanted to dig a little deeper into this and find out a bit more about your guys' experiences. So we did put a poll on our Instagram with yes, no answers for questions about sexual harassment and 130 people answered our poll. So thank you so much for that. It was really insightful actually to see your answers to the questions. Um, So we are gonna share those with you guys. So the first question was, have you ever been wolf whistled or catcalled by a man? And 95% of people said yes, and 5% said no.
0: It's funny, actually. Well, actually, it's not funny at all. But literally, just after we put that poll up on our story yesterday, literally, I'm not joking, 5-10 minutes afterwards, I was walking up to my friend's house to go meet her. It was a really hot day yesterday. I was wearing a summer's dress, and some guy opened his window and whistled at me. And I was like, "Uh, what the fuck? I can't believe, like, literally, we just put that on our story and it's so so common
1: it happens all the time and it you definitely get it more in summer because obviously you're wearing different clothes and you're probably outside walking more but what is more scary is the fact that if we hadn't been speaking about it if you'd been whistled at you probably would have just been like okay I yeah mean, okay definitely. that
0: happens all the time yeah like,
1: we're becoming so immune to it but it's actually fucked like why so are weird. we so used to people tooting at us and like Whatever. I remember when I was younger, because I get frights so easily. When I started getting tooted at, like I would scream, <laughs> like I'd be walking on my own and I would like jump out my skin, and you, like you would know that they would obviously but just it be is like, killing themselves laughing. Yeah, but it is
0: scary. Like sometimes if you're by yourself, especially like at night time, if somebody like rolls down their window or like somebody whistles at you or somebody toots at you, you get a fright. Like yeah. that's so natural.
1: And I remember like being so annoyed at myself every single time because I was like, I don't want to give them the satisfaction of them knowing that they have managed to intimidate me or they managed to scare me. So I feel like I've managed to make myself so
0: immune, immune to, to it, it mm-hmm. that I just,
1: like, do not respond. And, like, I just will not look at them in their direction, like, head up, keep walking. Um, But it is just so common and it's something that we deal with all the time. And it's like, what are they actually going to
0: get that. from
1: that? Like, it's totally an intimidation thing and it's totally a power thing because they know that that's going to make us feel intimidated. Yeah,
0: it's fucked. Yeah, it
1: is, and it happens to ninety-five percent. Well, of our listeners anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of our one hundred and thirty people that answered the poll, but that is that is a lot of people. Yeah, that must be like over one like one hundred and twenty of you, which is crazy.
1: And we don't know how many times. Like I'm I'm sure for most people, it is not just a one-off occurrence. So. Yeah, um, and the second question was Have you ever received unwanted, revealing photos or been flashed by a man? And 76% said yes, and 24% said no.
0: Honestly, this used to happen to me a lot when I was younger. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. I, I get, I laugh when I feel awkward. Or like, when, like seriously, when I feel uncomfortable, I'm like... <laughs> and it, it, honestly, it just makes things so much worse. So I'm really sorry if I'm offending anyone right now. Um, But yeah, like, I used to be the kind of person I'd just like add every man and their dog on Snapchat. Or like, if people requested to be friends with me, I'd be like, yeah, sure, that's fine, that's fine. And literally, there were so many people I would just accept and then I'd just open multiple... <laughs> dick pics and I'd be like oh my god and usually they were all from like old people and I'd be like what the hell I mean I shouldn't have accepted them anyway but that's not the fucking point is it
1: no not at all I think that's only happened to me once with a photo and I was also on snapchat and I like I felt offended I was like I don't know you I think it was like we'd been on holiday or something and it was like one of the people that we'd met on holiday
0: oh someone you actually knew
1: well i didn't yeah like we'd we'd met them like him on holiday um and he seemed like normal at the time there wasn't any sort of like flirtation or anything it was literally just like a chat and he'd added us on snapchat and then he just sent me that photo and i was just like why do people think that's appropriate so i just blocked him
0: yeah not surprised
1: that's what i would have done as well it's disgusting
0: Yeah so the next question we asked was have you ever had a man direct a sexual joke at you and 92% of you said yes and 8% said no.
1: Yeah I feel like I know that there has been numerous occasions but none of them like directly spring to mind apart from when I first started working in a new bar and I was like also waitressing so I was also having to go into the kitchen and it was quite an intimidating environment at the start I think that's often the way it is in hospitality it can be quite clicky it's fast paced like there's a lot like tensions are running high yeah it's not the most welcoming if you're new um so I didn't really like know anyone I wasn't comfortable I was new and um the chefs kept making jokes about me and guy who was washing dishes who was younger than I was being together like sexually and I was like it made me feel so uncomfortable like to the extent that I didn't want to go in and like put a check on because I knew that they were gonna make the jokes and then they would just like laugh off like that it was like normal mm. and like I did not find that remotely funny and I also kept telling them I have a boyfriend and not that that makes any difference but that's what I felt like I had to say to make them stop yeah because it's almost like you have to give them a reason for them to stop it can't just be like me I, stop I feel, uncomfortable. Making me feel uncomfortable yeah
0: especially when you're new as well I feel like sometimes you feel like you just like can't say anything cuz you're like I don't want to rock the boat and yeah. no and it's like that's definitely like obviously the wrong mindset to have but it is like super intimidating when you don't know anyone and you are in like an uncomfortable position as it is
1: and that is how it totally plays into the power dynamic as well because people know that you're in that situation and people know that you are not going to speak up or you're going to find it hard to speak up or if you do speak up you'll just get pushed right back down again yeah
0: like almost to an extent like you're like well I don't really want to say anything because these people have been here for longer than I am and I might get fired
1: exactly and that obviously plays into the fact of how prevalent workplace sexual harassment is and how hard it is to combat that and it kind of needs to go top down but anyway that's a whole different issue but I can totally relate to that and the next question was have you ever had a man dance up against you in a club So 96% said yes and 4% said no.
0: Yeah, I honestly feel that one 100%. Like when I was younger, you'd like go to clubs and you'd just be like, someone is grinding on the back of me. Like literally someone's trying to hump me and I do not feel comfortable. I don't want to get with you. I think it's quite obvious. I haven't fucking turned around. Please get off my back.
1: The amount of times that I have literally physically pushed people off me. Yeah. It's almost like people think that because you're in a club environment, then normal rules don't apply and they can just put their hands anywhere.
0: No, oh, it's weird. Just like, oh, it's dark. It's fine. They're not going to notice. And I'm just like, I fucking notice you touching all over me. Please get off.
1: Horrible. And that has happened to almost every um, woman that has answered our poll. And finally, the last question is, have you ever had a man touch your bum in a social setting? And 96% said yes and 4% said no. Again, I think that this most frequently occurs um, kind of in nights out, in bars. Um, there's a lot of brushing past, but also just, you know, Grabbing, like okay yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, I was speaking to one of my friends about this the other day, and just recently she was away, and on the underground, there's obviously like the side that you stand on to go up the elevator, and there's like the overtaking lane. Yeah. And some guy just went past her in the overtaking lane and literally just grabbed her bum as she went past. Yeah. What? And, and then just walked away. And just walked away. What the hell? How can people actually think that that's okay? And that is just totally symbolic of how much society still objectifies women like he would never like a woman would never think about going past a man yeah and, can you
0: can you imagine going past someone and just grabbing their ass and yeah. walking away like how dehumanizing is that yeah like
1: the the a number of times that that's happened from a woman to a man must be so low yeah it's just it's so messed up but she told that story and she was like what was I supposed to do go after him and she was like and if I was going to go after him I would probably be the one that like lost in trouble yeah yeah yeah, because she would be coming across as aggressive because she would obviously be pissed off Mm -hmm. and then that's not going to work in her favor at all so there's what she's supposed to do
0: yeah and that's also like such a shame like she's probably going out for like a nice night out or something she's fucking on the tube and someone's grabbed her ass like i'm sorry you're gonna think about it like that Mm -hmm. for the next couple of hours and just like be pissed off and also uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. hurt and like that would just totally ruin your fucking trip why do people feel like they have the power to do that it's not fair
1: no not at all so on the back of that, we wanted to share some of our own personal stories because we kind of feel that if you do feel yeah. comfortable enough to speak about things that have happened to you, um then it is good to do so it's healthy for yourself to do so and I think it also makes other people feel like they can speak about their experiences as well I often feel like there is a wee bit of shame almost surrounding sexual harassment or people kind of like tone it down and they're like it's not a big deal I don't need to make it a big deal I don't need to react to it like I don't need to speak about it it happens all the time when in reality it is a big deal and yeah. you should be able to speak about it and it shouldn't be happening and the only way that we are going to combat this is if we do speak about it and we do speak up. Yeah. So that's what we are here today to do. Exactly. Um...
0: Some of my kind of stories in that case, a lot of mine do come from the workplace, which is what we have discussed is obviously quite common, Um, and like looking back on a few things I maybe didn't think were that weird at the time, now looking back at them I'm like, oh my god that was so borderline, or actually just was sexual harassment. Um, I worked in a kitchen at one point, and the guy I was working with, we were quite pally, and I was like, oh like we get on so well, it's a nice dynamic, whatever um he used to make like some like inappropriate comments which I'd never really regard as being that weird but like looking back on it again were probably quite weird and one day he turned around to me and was like Charlotte like I've been meaning to ask you a question for like a really long time and I was like um yeah like what is it like I was like what the hell is he about to ask me and I used to wear like a really high ponytail to work and he was like oh like I've just been dying for like months just pull your ponytail and I was like excuse me and he was all like, oh, like can I pull your ponytail like I've literally been wanting to do it for ages? And I was like, uh, uh, and I felt so, so uncomfortable. Like I was, what?
1: That is so messed up because pulling ponytails like has connotations of sex. Okay. Yeah. He has been wanting to pull your ponytail because that that's a sexual thing. Yeah. I mean, and what are you supposed to do in that situation? Obviously say, like, obviously you want to say no, but you feel so uncomfortable because you have built this relationship where you're like colleagues and friends. Yeah. And he's not necessarily posed it in that manner like. yeah
0: i was like um i don't really understand what this means like why are you asking to pull my fucking hair like we're at work it's weird it honestly i was like i don't understand what's going on right now and i don't know what to do and it put me in such compromised position and i literally hated it and then ever since then i was like well i don't want to be friends with you i just feel uncomfortable every time i'm around you and then i used to have to see him like every single day at work and he's like i actually now dislike being here because i dislike being around you and like, I used to be happy in this place of work and I'm not, do you know what I mean? Like, that's, again, just, like, not fair. And another one for me, actually, is when I was, like, quite a lot younger, I think I was, like, 16 or 17 or something, I used to work in, like, a really small team, again, like, in a, like, kitchen cafe kind of scenario, and this guy I used to work with, he was probably at least 20 years older than me, um, was standing in front of the fridge and I used to, like, baristaing, so I went to get the milk out of the fridge. And basically was like, move. And he was like, oh, haha, like, I thought you were trying to um, touch my dick. I was like, excuse me? He was like, oh, I thought you were like going for my penis. I was like, I literally stuck my hand out to go in the fridge.
1: In what world did he actually think that? Uh, he is literally just wanted to draw attention to his nether regions. Yes. You Actually, he wanted you to think about his uh, nether regions. Because
0: then afterwards, I was like, um, why does he think I'm trying to touch his <laughs> willy? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not funny, but again, these are the kind of things that we laugh at because we're like, "This is fucking awkward." I can't cope
1: with, can't that cope someone with it. Someone has actually
0: said this. Ah, someone said this to a sixteen-year-old girl, like forty-year-old man, oh, been like, so "Oh, you're trying to touch my willy." Um, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to get the milk, mate. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get the milk. I'm trying to make someone's latte. I work for you. I'm fucking. I feel uncomfortable. I don't understand what's going on right now, and. He used to make like weird jokes at like this like quite often, and I'd be like, um, I'm confused And
1: um, when you're so young as well, like you definitely definitely well, I didn't anyway I wouldn't have dreamed of being like that is so inappropriate, yeah. I cannot believe you said that to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like even like even now, I may be only just coming to." have the courage to speak up against something like
0: that. And be like oh like here you can't say that. Or like that's making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I would never dream of like little sixteen year old me being like, oh actually um you can't say that because I would have been like, oh shit, like he'll just fire me like this is awkward. And actually I don't really think I've ever really told anyone that story because again I was like, oh like I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it because like that's embarrassing or like people are gonna think I'm like joking or something and like I'm sorry. That was really really weird 100%
1: that's awful for me I think like mine are also work-based and also in hospitality my sense of feeling uncomfortable wasn't like a specific event it was more just like an environment which made me feel like a specific way but my manager in a bar that I used to work in used to make me feel uncomfortable he used to tell everybody to make sure to have a bar blade so you wouldn't be on the bar if you didn't have a bar blade. So I would always keep mine in my back pocket like everybody else does. And he would choose to take my bar blade every single time, no matter where I was on the bar, out of uh, my pocket, to uh, use it. And so he could then... Touch your ass, basically. And put it back in. Oh, God. And every single time I would like look at him and be like, where's your own bar blade and also yeah. sometimes it was inconvenient because I actually needed to use it yeah and he was just grazing me like every single time and I was like Whoa? also he's told you to bring your
0: bloody bar blade the whole time why does he not have one
1: yeah and it was like constantly like small little things like when I would come into work like he would always comment on like my perfume and that doesn't maybe sound on the face of it that bad but it was the way that he was like saying it that kind of like made me yeah. feel uncomfortable And also um, he, like one night I was just like not in like the best mood and I I am quite a smiley person. So usually when I am serving customers, like I am quite smiley, but I wasn't like being rude to anyone or like angry. I just wasn't as like smiley as I always was. And everybody else is kind of just straight faced anyway. And he would basically take me aside and he was like, I hired you because of your smile. Like you are here to smile at customers. And I just felt totally objectified because i was like he has hired me based on my looks and that is what he wants me to do is look nice and yeah. smile at people rather than anything else and he wasn't asking that from any of the male bar staff it was only me and i was like that's messed up yeah
0: that is messed up and i actually also remember you going for like that job interview and i swear you had not that much experience.
1: No, no bar, <laughs> no bar experience and it was a nice cocktail bar. So from the beginning I was kind of surprised that I got the job and from like the first couple of weeks I did feel like I was there for a reason which was not my bartending skills. Um Yeah, he made that quite apparent.
0: Yeah, I actually remember you coming back from work and us discussing that and being like, that's so sort of shit that you feel so uncomfortable but at the same time we were like, oh, but it's a job so you've just got to like muddle through it, which yeah. is stupid because obviously you shouldn't have to put up with that at all. I feel like another situation for me, I've kind of been speaking this with Antonia for like the last half an hour about whether I was even going to tell this story and it's actually a bit sad because I feel like I didn't want to tell it because it's almost like I'm embarrassed about it which is obviously like completely contradictory so what we want to do, obviously I am going to tell it because I want to bring light to the situation and that's what I feel like we want to help you guys with with this podcast so it was maybe like three years ago or something now we were out in such maybe for my sake thank you for this story (laughs) and we were out in a club and we were all like quite drunk and went to go home I kind of like lost all my friends I'd actually lost my phone as well so I was kind of like literally like a little lost puppy by myself Um, went out like to the back entrance of the club like went to go and try and find some of my friends was like walling about and I like ended up kind of in the middle of like a circle of this big group of guys, they were all like probably at least 10 years older than me Um, and I just remember them all like just like chatting random stuff in my face but like closing the inner circle and I was just like in the middle and then all of a sudden we were around the corner, like I wasn't anywhere near the club anymore, we were like basically down this alley and they were basically all kind of coming towards me like coming at me and I was like I am literally trapped by myself in a group of like 10 boys and I just remember literally like bursting into tears like being in floods of tears crying my eyes out being like oh my god like let me pass let me pass and like they wouldn't let me out of the circle like they wouldn't let me go and like I could tell they were like all gonna like come for me basically and I have never felt like that in my life like I literally was like I don't want to be here Literally, like, where's my mum or, like, where's my dad? Like, where are my friends? Like, I I don't... I I literally am so speechless, like, I I can't even put it into words. And I have never felt so intimidated and so just, like, scared in my life. And I kind of wanted to just tell a story because I know actually probably that is something that happens to more people than not. And I remember, like, I actually ended up staying at one of my friends' houses because I didn't want to go home because I didn't want to tell my mum what had happened because I was she would have never been like this ever but I was like I don't want to tell anyone what's happened because I knew I'd like had quite a lot to drink and I didn't want them to be like oh like you'd had loads of drink like it's probably your fault like I said like nobody in my family would ever think that but that was like always the fear but
1: that that happens as well so yeah you were not wrong to be worried about no. that because you see it in the media and you see it in the news the way that women are treated and one of the first questions is is if it's a night out oh, is how much did How much did have you have to drink? drink? Like that is the first question. Yeah. It is never a question related to the man at all. Yeah, literally.
0: And I remember I did eventually like come back and tell my mom and dad, and they were like, "Oh my god, like is everything okay?" And we actually like ended up speaking to the police in the morning. Like they came around to the house and everything. Like it was really bad, um, and like they were so supportive. And it was like they were just worried about me. Like they were mm-hmm. never gonna be like that. But that is something that you do worry about and like I said like I almost didn't really want to tell this story because I still get embarrassed about it and I was like I don't really want like anybody that listens to my, this podcast like my family members like any of my friends like a lot of my friends won't know this story because I like, just didn't really tell anybody about it and I think that's just a bit sad so I'm sharing it on the podcast I'm so
1: proud of you
0: so am I I'm not gonna lie I feel a bit <laughs> sick right now I but it's important so it's it is important.
1: and when you did speak to people about it eventually like you did feel better about it yeah and you did get support and if you can't get that support from certain people there are obviously other people and organizations who you can't get support from. yeah completely and you should never ever feel like you have to stay silent about something like that and whether you have been consuming alcohol or you have not that is besides the point
0: yeah this completely besides the point, and I think that's something I want other people to realize: is that like if you have been in that situation, you're like, I don't want to tell anyone because I was drunk, or like I'd had too much to drink. Like people won't judge you, and if they do, then fuck them.
1: Yeah, basically, completely. fuck them. I can totally relate to feeling anxious about situations when there's alcohol involved. Though, like I was at an after party one time, um, and everybody was just dancing, and there was this um, guy beside me, and there had been like nothing apart from just like friendly conversation everyone was just dancing and he just lifted up my top fully for the whole room to see Oh god and i was just like so taken aback and so shocked and obviously i had been drinking so i got like really upset and was obviously angry at him like why like saying stuff like what, what makes you think that you can touch me or lift my top or whatever and obviously left in like quite a scene and then the next day like i woke up feeling embarrassed because of the way that I had reacted to his actions when in reality of course I was like
0: he, what the hell like yeah. you're not going to go up to the boy and pull his fucking trousers down are you
1: no and then I, and then I just didn't want to speak about it because I was like I feel uncomfortable about it because I know that I was drunk when in reality he's the one that literally lifted up my top
0: that's so not okay
1: and it is that thing if alcohol is not involved you then just You just don't want to discuss it because you know that people are going to
0: potentially... Judge you for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it does make you feel so uncomfortable because, like, not being able to talk about these things is, like, so debilitating.
1: Yeah. And it's important to speak about these things. And it's important that other people in similar situations or different situations also feel like they can speak about them too.
0: Yeah, completely. And by speaking about them, hopefully we can, like, combat the myths around sexual harassment Uh, We actually listened to this TED talk recently by Gretchen Carlson called How Can We End Sexual Harassment and she talks a lot about this, about the myths of sexual harassment and we wanted to just bring them to light and just like basically show how they're not true Um, and the first one she discusses is women can just leave the situation. I feel like this kind of phrase is chucked around quite a lot and it's not always that easy, like say you're in a job and your boss is sexually harassing you and, like, you're a single parent with three kids and you literally rely on that as a salary, you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to, like, leave. Like, you can't just leave the situation. That's not how it works.
1: Yeah, and you see it often with statistics. It's those with lower-paid jobs and those who don't necessarily have higher education that are kind of stuck in a position that they feel like they can't leave because they're completely relying on their job. Or sometimes even if you decide to go to HR, we saw this with Susan Fowler, they do not always take your complaint seriously. Like in that case, in the first instance, um, this was a woman that was working for Uber and her manager was sexually harassing her, propositioning her for sex. She took it to HR and they were like, oh it's a first offense and so we're not really going to deal with it. She kept trying to escalate it. They told her that she basically needed to change teams if she wanted to stay with Uber um, and I went through a whole convoluted process but even in that instance it's it's not as easy like you can't just leave the situation you know.
0: Yeah and I think that's like definitely a cop-out answer from those who do sexually harass and it's like oh they could just leave like that's their problem but Mm. it's not. Um, And the second one that Gretchen mentioned was women bring it on themselves, which literally just boils my blood because it's the biggest load of fucking shite. Like, why do people say it like women bring it on themselves, like, especially in the summer, like, oh they're wearing slight clothing, they're wearing like really short shorts or they're wearing a dress, like they've got their boobs out, or anything like that. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm just wearing fucking clothes. And even with that, like, I know so many situations where I've been woeful doors, like I know people that have been where you've not been wearing fucking shorts. You could literally be wearing a full-on tracksuit and a puffer jacket. Like, it doesn't make a difference. And, uh, ugh, I don't know, it just really annoys me.
1: Yeah, and you shouldn't have to change your clothing to not be harassed. But even if you do attempt to change your clothing, it doesn't make any difference anyway. No. Like, we were discussing this with our friend, and she was saying that when she walks to the gym in gym leggings and a puffer jacket, she gets tooted at. And she was wanting to wear shorts in summer and she was like, okay, well, I know I definitely can't wear this. If I can't even wear clothes that cover me head to toe, there's no chance I'm going out in shorts. And she should not have to feel like she has to monitor what she's wearing because she's feeling like she knows that she's going to get harassed. Yeah, literally. Like women should be able to dress the way that they want to without men telling them that because they have worn a certain outfit, they have brought things on themselves. A dress, an outfit... A whatever is not an invitation to be sexually harassed. And that is the bottom line. Completely. Hollow to that. Hollow to that. Um, And thirdly, I think the other kind of main myth that's around sexual harassment is that women make it up.
0: God, honestly, this one really riles me up again. Like, why do people think, oh, yeah, do you know what? Women must think it's fun to, like, just make up that they've been sexually harassed oh that's like funny why why would anyone do that it's so stupid i actually remember i speaking to this guy ages and ages ago because we both study law and he was like oh like do you never worry like if you ever get into like criminal law that like people will be making stuff up about like rape or like sexual assault or anything and i'm like why have you immediately jumped to the conclusion that like the first thing somebody's going to be doing is making up that someone's assaulted them i don't know it just Baffles me that people actually think that. I think another thing is people think, oh, women make stuff up so they can get money if the man is like powerful or rich or whatever. And like, I don't fucking think so. Like, Taylor Swift um, came forward with a story a couple of years ago um, that this man groped her. And um, I think it was that he'd pulled up her skirt and like touched her bum like in a photo shoot or like on the red carpet or something like that. Like, it was hellishly inappropriate. Um, and she sued him for like one dollar. I think he was going at her for 30 million pounds for like...
1: Defamation. Yeah,
0: for defamation. And she was like, I fucking don't want any money from you. I just want justice. And I think that's basically
1: what it's all about. Yeah, 100%. And if you look at the statistics, it is such a small number of cases that are raised for false reasons and the majority of cases are completely true and there should not be the default position that women are lying or that they are trying to get money because it just makes people feel like they can't come forward and that is why so many of these situations go undetected as well. So we definitely need to create an environment that encourages people to step forward.
0: Yes, so on the back of that we wanted to chat about a few ways that we can help combat these situations and we're going to run you through a few of them. So the first one that I have is that bystanders need to become allies. So if you see something that looks bad um, then you need to say something in the workplace, in the street, anywhere. If you can support anyone in their fight against sexual harassment then you absolutely must do it. I mean there's probably been situations like in the past where like even I've been like oh like that looks a bit weird and I've maybe gone away and not thought about it as much where I know I maybe should have said something. And I feel like a lot of people are in that situation as well. And that's something we definitely need to improve on. Um, Another one is have the confidence to speak out. Um, Like we're doing this podcast right now, um, when we stand up and speak out about things, then others feel so much more comfortable doing it too. And Gretchen Carlson said in the TED Talk we've been referring to that the gift of courage is contagious. And I definitely agree with that completely. And also the Me Too movement's definitely been a massive thing. Um, If you don't know about it, this is a social movement against sexual assault or harassment where people kind of publicise their allegations of sex crimes um, and it's been used in a great way to empower sexually assaulted individuals through empathy and solidarity um, and just more or less kind of through strength in numbers and I see it a lot on my Facebook uh, feed and Instagram and stuff like that and it does make me kind of think about the situations a lot more and want to share my own stories which is kind of what we have done in this so
1: yeah and also from the other side there are a lot of things that men can do specifically so speak out when other males say inappropriate things in group chats or at work I think sometimes um, men can think that if they are in that group setting then they have that kind of sense of anonymity and safety in numbers but if you kind of let them know that you are not on their team and you are not agreeing with what they are saying then they hopefully won't feel like they have that same sense of security and won't be doing all the same behaviours. Also if you can see that someone is intimidated um, or even if you can't see that they are intimidated, especially at night, it is always nice if you cross the road. I know that I certainly feel like when I'm walking home and I know that there is a man walking behind me, it does make me feel uncomfortable and I do feel like I have to keep checking to see how far they are. So if someone were to cross the road, I would totally appreciate that Um, and it does just make you aware that, that you are not a threat as well. Um, and finally, spread awareness on social media. Um, so, especially after the Sarah Everard case, a lot of boys were sharing their stories on social media, highlighting circumstances where they weren't aware that some of their actions were intimidating and did constitute sexual harassment, or were talking about situations where they didn't speak up and they wished that they had, Um, and sharing stories, because it's probably not really something that guys speak about really no. much either. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Again, speaking really does help and I think that the solidarity does go a long way as well. Um, Yeah, So hopefully with speaking out and speaking up and coming together we can help to combat sexual harassment.
0: And obviously there are a number of charities and organisations you can contact if you are dealing with sexual harassment. And you want to speak to anyone and um, obviously this has been quite a long episode and um, so we will put those resources up on our stories on Instagram or on our feed and hopefully you guys can find them there and find them useful if you need them. So moving on from that we are at the section of our podcast where we would discuss the things that we have been loving this week. Antonia would you like to tell us what you have been loving this week?
1: Yeah, so um, I am loving StrutSafe. So we had shared the posts from this Instagram profile on our Instagram stories recently. So it's an organization based in Edinburgh. Um, it's a volunteer organization that is dedicated to getting people home safely. So if you're getting home after night out or late at night or from work, um, you can call up and some people will be sent out to walk you home, safely home. Or if you just want to speak to someone on the phone, um, then you can phone them. If you're not based in Edinburgh, they can't send people out, but you can be on the phone to someone. So it is a really good way to kind of feel safe as you are walking home and make sure you get home okay. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that one. I actually feel like that's such an amazing organisation. So big up to the people that created that. Um, And the thing I have been loving this week is another TED Talk. I'm so sorry. We have come at you literally within one season with probably about eight TED talks but this one is called The Power of Us How We Stop Sexual Harassment and it's by Marianne Cooper and she shares some of the root causes of sexual harassment and really just sets out a powerful call to action and teaches us kind of ways that we can prevent harassment, hold abusers accountable, give voices to the voiceless and you know just really work together to create long lasting change and I just thought it was really impactful and powerful so I listened to that in like preparation for this podcast and I would definitely recommend it to a friend definitely
1: so that brings us to the time for our cheesy quote so Charlotte what is going to be the first cheesy quote of season two so this week we have
0: a reminder women do not need to be polite to someone who is making them uncomfortable And I think that's a really good point to take away from this podcast today. So thank you so much again for coming back to the first episode of season two of our podcast. Uh, We massively appreciate all the support and we really hope you enjoy all the episodes to come. Obviously, this has been quite a heavy podcast this week, but we hope that you have learned a lot. And, you know, we have obviously taken a lot from this, shared a lot of our personal experiences, and yeah just hope that we've brought some light to the situation
1: yes so thank you so much for listening and we can't wait to see you next week Woo-hoo!